Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. He's our Oilers Now insider. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John. How you doing? Great, Bob. You? Uh, not bad. Not bad. Uh, it's been a great time here in Penticton at the tournament. Uh, but right now, for uh, a lot of Oilers fans, that's not the focus. Uh, the focus is on the news of the day, which dropped at 9.45. Uh, the Oilers inviting two players in on PTOs, and one is Jason Demers, and that had been out there, and one was Jake Bertanen. Uh, assess, give me your perspective on, uh, on uh, we'll start with Bertanen, on the fact that he's been given the opportunity to attend Oilers training camp. Well, obviously, Kenny and the and the staff think that uh, uh, there's a, a possibility, and I, I want to really underline the word possibility that Vertanen through this PTO can help uh, improve and reinforce the bottom six forwards on this hockey club. Uh, but in my mind, and we've said this in the last couple of weeks about Jake, is that we know he has the physical attributes, we know he has a great shot. Uh, but where's his uh, where's his headspace? Is he prepared to work hard? Is he yeah. pre- prepared to make that that step to the next level? To you know, this might be Jake's last chance to be a National Hockey League player. Um, and uh, I, I know he likes the lifestyle. I know he likes uh, what being a professional hockey player is all about. Uh, but he's he's got to put a hundred percent effort and focus into being a professional hockey player, and that's something that in his time in Vancouver was, was something that bothered people, that uh, he was laissez-faire at times. He, he wasn't uh, as responsible defensively as he should be. Uh, we know he can be physical. We know he can do lots of things. He's, he's a great skater, but where's his headspace? What would you say to the people, and we are getting texts on the Ashley text line that, she, that say he shouldn't receive an opportunity anywhere, um, how would you respond to that? Well, I mean, he was found uh, innocent of any charges last summer. Um, it's It's been an arduous time for Jake as well. I'm not here to defend him because I don't know exactly what went on. But, the, you know, he yeah. has survived the court system. Um, and I think that uh, we're a society of second chances. I think we all deserve second chances. Uh, and uh, let's see what happens. Let's see if, let's see if, if, Part of this uh, focus that I'm talking about, Edward Tannen has matured. 
and uh, you know he he's not very old. What is he? Twenty six, uh, and you know this is this guy can, if he can play the game and contribute and help the Oilers and stay on the straight and narrow, then life could be pretty good for him and 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 could possibly help the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I personally got to tell you that I think it's going to be hard for him to make the team, John. I mean, I, I don't know what his level of conditioning is at. I was uh, not in uh, – uh, why am I getting this text? Uh, I was not in Edmonton today. I didn't get a chance to see him in the ice. I mean, I'm hearing right. you're wonderful, just not too far away from where you grew up. And, yep. Um, so I don't know how he looked today. I don't know if he's carrying extra weight, but he's coming in on the PTO, and the Oilers are very tight against the cap. And I don't think it's going to be easy for Vertanen or, for that matter, Jason Demers to make the team. But I'm going to guess that they're both going to get two games in the first five because Edmonton have five games in eight days. And from a deployment perspective, I would I would use a couple guys, and, and you need to have eight NHL vets to uh, dressed uh, specifically for road games because usually dress a little bit better lineup. So he's going to get some games in, but uh, you know he's still got to kind of prove it on the ice, doesn't he? Oh, no question. He has to. He has to prove it on so many different levels, Bob. As does Jason Demers. You know, and and if I I give Demers a better chance of getting to the next step uh, of being a an Oiler than I do Vertanen. Uh, what I would say about it uh, about Demers is that you know if there if there's the opportunity that he's a five six or seven uh, in uh, in the depth chart for for Jay Woodcroft, um, he's got a veteran presence. Uh, there's a maturity there that could probably help the Oilers a little bit on the blue line, uh, and it's it's not a bad gamble when you consider as you mentioned tight to the cap. These guys would be on NHL minimums or close to it. Uh, and so, why not try to improve your improve your hockey club? This is a this is an important time for the Edmonton Oilers. There's an expectation uh, that that this team is is ready for the next step, um, and making sure that you have depth and you are mature and you don't take anything for granted is a big part of that. And that's what you see when you see a guy like Jason Demers signing in Edmonton to replace the veteran leadership, perhaps, of Duncan Keith. I think that might be a stretch, but I think that there's something to be said for a veteran player contributing to the Edmonton Oilers. We're joined right now by John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Bob Stafford joining you from Penticton. Uh, I know you were at least at this tournament once in the past. Uh, it's great being back here, and the Oilers have had, you know what? I mean, Edmonton's got four first-round picks here, uh, and they've – you know what's interesting? You kind of see a little bit of the organizational philosophies of the respective teams. Calgary tend to have bigger, heavier, tougher teams. They've been challenged a bit to score. The Oilers have been able to win a couple games. Vancouver has an older team. They don't have any first-round draft choices. Can you read too much in all these situations? I mean, it really isn't. At the end of the day, John, isn't it about, you know, sort of player assessment? I think it's a little bit about player assessment. I mean, even the fact that Ron Francis from Seattle was – in Penticton for the weekend to take a look at uh, prospects of the other four teams, uh, three in the division and one in the central. Uh, it tells you that there's some value in making sure that you have some understanding of what the teams are trying to do and how much depth they have. And if you do have to make a trade with one of these guys, then you better know what they're, they're talking about. 
Um, I, I, I think it's more important than in, in reading some of the clips and seeing some of the interviews. I think this is the first step in teaching people how to be an Edmonton Oiler or a Vancouver Canuck, a, fa- a Flame or a Jet. Um, and, and then they get that next, again, that next level when they go back to their respective cities and go into the main camp. So from that, from that point, putting on the, the sweater, use, you know, making sure the logo is more important on the front than the name is on the back is all part of what this weekend is about. And then getting a, a, a simple glimpse, glimpse of what the talent and the skill of some of these players are. Uh, we are joined right now by John Shannon, our NHL insider. All right, let's get to some specific players here, John. Dylan Holloway, I think, has been the best player in this tournament. And some would say, well, he should be. You know, he's older than the other kids. Well, actually, he's 20. Uh, there's lots of 22. Vancouver, I think, the other night had 12 skaters 22 or older. Uh, the Oilers tonight will have seven players 22 or older going in the game. But I think that does bode well for Edmonton. Because Dylan Holloway, John, remains a very important prospect for this organization, doesn't he? Oh, he does. I mean, you know, when you, you think of the position he plays and the skill he brings, um, he's one of those guys that there. I, I, I think, I mean, I'm not necessarily suggesting on October the 13th when the season opens, uh, there are there's an expectation that he's going to be in the top six, but there's an expectation that before the season's out, uh, we see a lot more of Dylan Holloway, and we understand what his value is to this hockey club. You know, this team can all this team can always use more scoring other than Kane, McDavid, and Drysital. And if Dylan Holloway can be part of that remedy, then that's a positive. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, it, and it was interesting that they made the decision to sign Matthias Janmark. Because as this has progressed this summer, of course, yes, Apuliarvi remains a member of the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers are going to be tight against the cap. You know that. Uh, and they may have to put a player at a $1.25 million cap hit potentially on waivers because they're going to want Holloway's bonus to be, uh, you know, Holloway's going to need to be on the active roster to start the season. Right. And then he might get sent down the next day, right? And then they end up recalling the guy that they, they place on waivers and bring back up. Well, there's two guys at 1.25. One is Derek Ryan, a right shot that can play center, and the other is Matthias Janmark at 1.25 that the organization just signed. Now, of course, that's, John, if somebody doesn't get injured or we have another, you know, maybe there's a trade between now and then. So Holloway is going to be a really interesting guy to watch. Uh, James Hamlin, the Oilers have two players, Vincent DeHarnay, uh, who may be a little delayed to start uh, training camp this year? A, a six foot seven right shot defenseman that does have a chance to be a part of the Oilers' future. Uh, Vincent Dearnay and James Hamlin both went from uh, being on American League deals to being on NHL deals. Jay Woodcroft said on Thursday's show he thought James Hamlin's going to get some NHL games. I mean, if that's that's found money, isn't it? When you get a guy like that. Well, it is, and, and I mean, let's face it. Let's let's look at even last season, Bob. Uh, as the season wears on, how many defensemen do you really need? Uh, and I mean, we used to laugh about teams that would carry, you know, dress five, carry six. Well, that that number's gone the 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 way of the dodo bird. Now we're talking about, you know, you carry seven, uh, and you and, and you better make sure you have easy access to two more at any time. 
the stress and strain on players, particularly on defensemen with the speed and the physical nature of this game now, uh, and, and, soft, and soft tissue injuries becomes a factor. And so the, the more players you have about, that are available for key times and, for, and to give them NHL experience becomes very important. I mean, with Hamlin or, or DeHarnay, or, I mean, I'm, I'm still waiting for Samarukov to bust out, which is, which is a bit, bit of a surprise to me that he hasn't yet. Uh, when you think that, you know, with Samarukov and Bouchard were toe-to-toe in the, in the Ontario League as quality defensemen for their clubs. So there's, there's lots of potential for the blue line long-term in Edmonton, and just getting these guys some game time is really important. Uh, I, I just need to clarify a bit about the fact that Jason DeBear is coming in on a PTO, a right shot. Uh, I, I just mentioned that DeHarnay may be a little bit delayed, and there could be possibly one more defenseman that you know is, is part of the Oilers. I think they're at 41 or 42 contracts right now that maybe wouldn't start, so time will tell in that regard. It is not somebody in Edmonton's top six, just to... I, no. I just or top seven because I'm going to include Ryan Murray. Ryan Murray. So people are asking about Darnell Nurse. They're asking about Cody Cece or Brett Gulak. Uh, you know, I, I think that very likely could see Nurse with Cece for the sake of argument. Kulak with Bouchard and maybe Broberg with Barry with Ryan Murray being the number seven defenseman. Uh, but the orders down potentially a couple D man, one of whom is DeHarnay, and we could end up in a scenario. Uh, where they're going to need somebody to play some games, and Demers is going to get that opportunity and has the prior history with the San Jose Sharks. As a complete, uh, with Jay Woodcroft, as a complete aside, uh, there is a, a story that's moved today uh, involving Kyle Dubas and the fact that he is in the final year of his contract. Uh, John, you're in that Toronto market. Uh, Kyle Dubas has a lot of supporters, especially amongst the more younger analytically driven analytical types uh, that are in the media, several of whom do not like overly physical hockey. Uh, hey, the goals outscore teams, and I, as you know, have time uh, for finding whatever ways possible to have the best possible product on the ice. How much pressure do you think's on Dubas right now uh, in Toronto? Oh, I think that there's a ton of pressure. Uh, I think there'd be a ton of pressure uh, on Dubas, whether he had three years left on his contract, though. Uh, this is a make-or-break season for Kyle Dubas's organization and his philosophy. Uh, remember, this is a club that has not gotten out of the first round of the playoffs and in the bubble year didn't even get out of the preliminary round that I'm not even sure was considered part of the playoffs when they lost to Columbus. So from, from that perspective, uh, I think that uh, contract or not, uh, Kyle Dubas is going to be under the microscope from the first day of the season till the last day the Maple Leafs play, um, and then you have to wonder if it if it if and when it's if it becomes unsuccessful or becomes frustrating, how quickly the organization will react. Is that something they would do in the regular season? Is that something they do and give Kyle the full 82 games and the playoffs to determine whether he this philosophy works with this club? John, uh, so that's a general manager that people are going to be keeping an eye on. Is there a coach or two that could theoretically maybe have a very short window this year to prove what they can do? You know, I, that's, a, that's a great question, but I, I, we saw 13 coaching changes, Bob, last year. 13. Um, that is an exorbitant amount of coaching changes. Uh, 
so you you do have to wonder um, if you know everybody's got uh, all their ducks in a row now when it comes to coaches. Uh, we're seeing you know new coaches get chances like Jim Montgomery in Boston, Bruce Cassidy in in Vegas. We're seeing Mike Sullivan get extended. Um, you know, I I don't. I, I, I'm one of those guys this year, If I think there's more organizational pressure uh, on teams than there is coaching pressure on teams. So you look at not necessarily the, the way the coach is working, but where the organization is going. And I think that this might be a year, as the year progresses, there's more pressure on general managers than there is on coaches. Because in the end... Let's face it, the theme is set by the managers, and this is a year with full buildings. We are, according to the president, we are out of the pandemic. We are not, we're going to have financial stability in the NHL. We're on the verge of growing the cap. That means the owners are going to demand more and expect their team from 1 to 32 to be in the playoffs. So that, to me, uh, puts a lot of pressure on a lot of coaches. Um, I, I, if you wanted me to pinpoint one, I think the guy that probably is on the big, biggest pressure would be Dave Haxtell in Seattle. When you think about expansion coaches, how long expansion coaches last, with the changes that Ron Francis has been able to make this year, then perhaps Dave Haxtell of the 32 might be the one that might be on the, the thinnest ice, although I don't suspect it will be that thin at times during this season. Uh, it's interesting because others have suggested another West Coast-based coach. Uh, Pat Verbeek going into Anaheim as a general manager. Dallas Aikens, I, I've got time for Dallas. Uh, but and they've got a young team. Maybe they just, you know, you know, I don't know how much pressure is in that marketplace to take the next step. They did sign a couple free agents. They'll be interesting to watch. Well, I, all I know John. is the, Sam, the Samuelis, not not the manager, but the owners love, love Dallas Aikens. Yes, they love Dallas. Absolutely. John, appreciate you being part of our team. Thank you for joining us in Oilers Now. Just do not have too much fun in the Okanagan, please. Well, it's going to come to an end in about seven hours. So uh, it's been a great five-day window here. Thank you very much. Yes, sir.